Bibles and open them to Isaiah chapter 55. And we're going to be thinking specifically about verse 9 and maybe just a little bit round about it. But I, so as you do that, as you look up Isaiah 55 verse 9, let me ask you a question. What do you do when intense desires threaten to overcome you? What do you do? Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about anger. What do you do with your anger when, it, when, it, when you want to just unleash it and put somebody in their place? Maybe, maybe your spouse has, has not met your expectations and you just can't handle it. And so you, you bombard them with some sharp words that make them know that you're very displeased with them. Uh, maybe it's a friend who has transgressed your law and you want to just put them in the place and so you, you fire back at them. Here's another prayer area where intense desires rail, rules. What about, what about our web browser? Uh, what do you do when there's no restrictions and there's no one looking over your shoulder and you're just tempted to click to those sites that you know and hope will bring pleasure? What do you do with that intense desire? How do, you, how do you fight it? How do you say no to it? Well, in those moments, we, we need a fast route to God. We need, we need to get to God quickly because there's no time. Those, those intense desires will, will quickly overcome us. And so we need to come to a God who is bigger than us. But not just a God who's bigger than us, a God who is near us. And so tonight, I, I wanted to help us think about this question. How do we fight intense desires? And I think Isaiah 55 is a real help in this area. And so let me just read our verse tonight. And I'm going to start from verse 6. And we're just going to read to verse 9. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Uh, this chapter starts with intense desire. We meet this man who is thirsty. He is so thirsty, he has spent all his money trying to quench his thirst. And he's left with no money, and he remains thirsty. And then the story moves to, the, to God, who presents this great invitation to the thirsty. It is to this meal that satisfies. Not just satisfies the stomach, but satisfies the soul. And it doesn't just last a day, a week, a month. It lasts forever. Isn't that a meal that you would love to enjoy? A meal that satisfies the soul for eternity. So how do you receive this meal? Well, the next few verses in Isaiah uh, say that all you have to do is you have to seek this God. Who's not hiding. Um, he's, he is near. And forsake your old ways and open your ears to his words. And it's to this point we comes our verse, verse 9. As the heavens are higher than the earth... So are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. 
Often this verse um, has been used to, has been quoted to, to show us that some circumstances that puzzle us are no puzzle to God. His ways are higher than our ways. Uh, yeah, he knows better than us. His, uh, he knows the mystery. And that, of course, is wonderfully true. But it, it kind of misses the point of this, of verse 8 and 9. Why does verse 8 and 9 talk about the thoughts and ways of God? Well, it's because of verse 7. See, verse 7 says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Um, verse 6 and 7 talk about the evil man's ways and thoughts. And when verses 8 and 9 return to think about God's ways and thoughts. Um, we, we like uh, verses like Genesis 2.26. Uh, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. Because we like, we like that because it emphasizes our family resemblance to, the, to, to God. It, it emphasizes the similarities we have with God. Well, here's a verse that does the opposite. It emphasizes, what, uh, emphasizes that God is he's very different from us. Um, my brother's wife gave birth to their first child this week, and the pictures go around the family. And of course, if you do the right kind of squinting, you can just about see the family resemblance. Well, you can do as much squinting as you like. Verse 9 says, you're not like God. He doesn't think like you, and he doesn't act like you. God is very different from us. And of course, if we didn't have verse 9, we could just say, well, God just operates differently. It's a bit like the choice of cereal in the supermarket. You know, there are, there's different choices and neither is really bad or, 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 or good. Well, actually, it's more, like, um, it's more like the order of the supermarket shelves. You ever notice that um, the really bad food's on the bottom shelf and the really good food is on the top shelf? You know, the, the Devon Dorset cereal, whatever it is, is on the top shelf and the, the scrapings from the factory floor on the bottom shelf. <laughs> Well, verse 9 is saying, well, God, he's on the top shelf. He is, his ways are far more glorious than your ways. He thinks very differently from you. Um, I was just making a list yesterday from Isaiah 55 of, of all the ways Isaiah 55 describes God's ways. It says God's ways are satisfy. They're good. They delight. They are rich. They're everlasting. They are founded on love that never changes. God's ways clothed in splendor because people to flourish. And that is so in contrast to our ways. So often our ways are dissatisfying, they're corrupt, they're disappointing, they're poor, they're short-lived, they're insignificant, and they decay. But one of the problems of verse 9 is it puts God so far from us. He is so far from us. So how do you get close to this God? Because in those moments of intense desire, we want to be close to God. We need to be near this God who satisfies. Well, the answer comes again in verses 6 and 7. I think that's why you can't detach verses 6 and 7 from verses 8 and 9. And verses 6 and 7 say the answer is repentance, turning to God. Um, repentance is the way to shrink the monster back into a more manageable size. Because repentance says that our ways are corrupt, they are no good, and that God's ways are infinitely better. So when our desires threaten to over, overthrow us, we need to turn to God. And the quickest way to turn to God 
is repentance. And one of uh, my uh, favorite authors is a guy called Jack Miller. And uh, this is his description of what repentance is. Repentance is walking, is, sorry, repentance is waking up and coming to one's senses, regaining sanity. It is insanity to live for this world as if it were eternal when it is not. You can't live as though God's world or anything in it is yours. It all belongs to him. In fact, the best and only real thing to own is the Father and himself. Repentance gets us to see that God's ways are far better than our ways. See, verse 9 says to us that God is accessible. He is not hiding. That's, the, that's one of the amazing things about Isaiah 55. When God says, seek me, he isn't hiding somewhere. It's not like a game of hide and seek. He is, the, he is near. He also says that God is the one who pardons, not punishes. And so repentance brings us to God whose ways are infinitely bigger and better. And enables us to see that he's a God who's for us. Um, and at the end of the service, we're going to be celebrating one of God's great ways, and that is the cross. And so tonight, as we come to, to pray and to intercede to this God, um, let's come to remember that his ways are far better than our ways. Um, let me just end by returning to our anger. What does anger say? Anger says that I'm in control of my world. Anger says... I don't want you to see how, how corrupt and how much of a failure I am. Well, if we let go of that and trust that God is the one whose ways are infinitely better and he is for us, that, is, that brings great satisfaction. It brings, brings great pleasure. It brings, brings great um, eternal satisfaction. Again, that unrestricted web browser um, we need to turn to God in that moment where we're just about to click and remind ourselves and, and tell God that, well, our ways never bring satisfaction. They often bring shame and they bring dissatisfaction. And to ask that God will show us how great and perfect and amazing his ways are.